1: welcome to big blend radio with your hosts lisa and nancy editors of
0: bigblendmagazine.com
2: hey everybody welcome to big blend radio's quality of life show uh, you know, every third Wednesday, we get to talk with ja- Dr. Jackie. We say Dr. Jackie, but it's Dr. Jack Jacqueline Ubani. She is a board certified cardiologist and electrophysiologist and author of the best selling book, Women and Heart Disease The Real Story. And I encourage you to go to her website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. And you know, it's February, which is heart month, really, Dr. Jackie. It's, it's every February, right? And I think October is yes, heart something. health
1: um february is is heart health month and uh, okay. recognition that women have a high rate of death from cardiovascular disease
2: so women especially so you know that's yes. something we kind of forget and we always t- like to touch on this that when it comes to women having a heart attack a lot of times we don't recognize them having one absolutely it's are you seeing more you know with everything that's going on with COVID, obviously if you get COVID, then your body's in you know, distress, right? Are you seeing the a rise in heart health issues over the pandemic? It's, it's really hard to say, the data is not out yet,
1: um, mm-hmm. and, but we're not seeing that many hospitalizations from COVID anymore like we used to. So the numbers of people being hospitalized for heart disease seem to, have, you know, come back to where, where they were pre-COVID. Mm. But only time will tell with data being collected for us to really know if there's actually been an increase in, in heart disease as a result of COVID. I suspect there will be because during the two tumultuous years of COVID, people being quarantined um, and not going to work, you know, everybody started, with their, started up with their bad habits, maybe forgetting to take your medications, maybe not going to the doctor as often we will see repercussions of this, but this, I think will happen over, you know, several years. It's not something that you would see the repercussions over, you know, a few weeks or a few months.
2: Yeah. You know, it's um I think about, you know, you talk about women and heart disease. I know, you know, men obviously also affected by it. And I know today's topic is really looking at lifestyle habits. And I think some of us went and did really good. And some of us were really naughty and then, you know, there's stress involved. And, and so, It's really hard when you're feeling stressful to not have, you know, that extra cookie in the cookie jar or that extra glass of wine. I didn't say it, (laughs) but, you know, (laughs) but it's kind of hard to not reach for those things that kind of help you get through. And I don't think the stress from the pandemic is really going away because people also are making huge life changes. You know, people are maybe quitting their job and starting a new career Uh, Maybe homeschooling now—that could be a little stressful. Like suddenly, you got to learn trigonometry. (laughs) I do need wine for that. But so I finally, there's there is a stress part with that. So what is that? That is one of your heart health, you know, tips. You look at stress levels. Um, Yes.
1: So stress has been associated with the increased risk for heart disease. We know that when you're under stress, your your uh, adrenaline hormones tend to be a little bit higher, and with that going on, if you are predisposed to heart disease, this uh, increased stress level can trigger an event, can trigger a heart attack, can trigger you know heart failure, a type symptom. So it's very important to be mindful of stress um, and try to mitigate this from your lifestyle. So not only can stress trigger cardiovascular events, but of course, like you said. Uh, stress can take us off this road of being heart healthy. Um, like you mentioned, I am a stress eater. So when I get stressed, you know, I, I want to eat or I want to drink more wine than usual. So I just have to be I'm cognizant. with you, Dr. Jackie. <laughs> yeah, so we, we have to be cognizant of, you know, how stress makes us behave and how stress can derail us from our attempts to stay on this heart healthy path
2: what about it? Does that affect your blood pressure as well?
1: Yes. If you're eating a lot and gaining weight, your blood pressure goes up. If you're drinking a lot, your blood pressure goes up. Um, and it also has other detrimental effects on your heart as well. Mm -hmm. So, So, um, so yeah, so it's important to try to get your stress under control or be aware of what stress makes you do that's bad for your health. So if you're like me, who Mm -hmm. likes to reach for food when you're stressed, instead of doing that, um, then I tried to figure out other things that I could do to make me less stressed.
2: And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, you know, and, and I always read about women and cortisol because of our stress, those stress hormones kick in and then our weight gains in a specific area. So I, I don't yes. want to look down there.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Abdominal weight gain it seems to correlate with uh, adverse effects on the heart. So fat mm-hmm. anywhere is, is bad, but fat in your abdomen, in particular, is worse for you because it actually correlates with increased risk of heart disease. So mm-hmm. ladies,
2: watch your waistline. Ooh, you know what? I started doing my twenty-two push-ups again. Oh, that's good. And that is absolutely it's, wonderful. It, I started it last year, we had a gentleman on our show talking about the 22 push up challenge for uh, to raise awareness about veteran suicide, because that is the oh. average number of veterans of uh, US military veterans who commit suicide a day. And so, you know, I've got a big mouth and I'm like, well, I'll do it. And then I said, do I know how to do that? And so I, I think I did them wrong for a while. But now I went and I just watched all these things of how to do it properly and slowly, like you talk about, don't just start jogging, you know, take a little walk, go as far as you can. Then the next day, go, you know, step exactly. by step. So I started doing them just on the wall, but there is a, and then you on your knees and then you can go and, you know, be a badass, but <laughs> not there yet, but I'm doing <laughs> it every single day. Good and there you. is a mindfulness that comes with that so I wonder about doing those kinds of projects just to kind of have that in a way it is a stress reliever because you know you've got to do this and it's kind of like a quiet time out where I don't want people seeing me do it so I'm alone (laughs) you know what I mean
1: yeah it serves a lot of purposes not only um, is it good for heart health in terms of the fact that you're actually exercising But if that gives you some quiet time, some time to meditate or, you know, just relax a little bit, then that also has the added benefit of keeping you stress-free and Mm -hmm. keeping you along your path of living a heart-healthy life.
2: And so you talk about, you know, have meditation, do what you can for the stress part of it. Um, But you also talk about in your list of, you know, things that to do is gratitude. And I joined a gratitude club on Facebook every day. I have to go in and put five things that I'm grateful for. And see, that's another mindfulness. It makes you slow down. And so I w- I put your list, because I had the list before this show. So I started putting some of this in place. And um, I want to say it, it is really cool. And you're in a group setting and people put out and people that are dealing with uh, health issues use the gratitude to, keep things on the positive. And um, it's pretty amazing.
1: Yes. I think having an attitude of gratitude is amazing and, and awesome. uh, Because when you're grateful, when you start thinking about, you know, what you're grateful about in your life, it just gives you a better outlook on life. It makes you happier makes you more relaxed. So I think always having an attitude of gratitude, or like you're doing, journaling or putting it somewhere so that you are mindfully thinking about it Mm -hmm. Um, it gives you a better outlook on life and it makes you happier and we want people to be happy so that they can stay on their heart healthy
2: lifestyle path you know in in talking about that you know and some of the people in the group i see are going through some severe health issues do you see that you know with if you are diagnosed with heart disease it could be depressing like you could be scared so is this a way to kind of balance those that emotion because it's traumatic when something is really wrong
1: yeah no absolutely and when you become depressed you're less likely to take your medications you're less likely to follow up with your doctor's appointments which all spirals and makes your condition worse so Mm -hmm. doing this can help you you know if you can find things in your life which is actually not really hard the find things in your life that you're grateful for and you document that and you're mindful about that, those kinds of things, uh, it gives you a better outlook on life and it may give you some encouragement to stay on the heart healthy path.
2: And not go to the cookie jar.
1: And not go to the cookie jar.
2: Okay, speaking of naughty things, you put on the list smoking, which I know is like the, that is like, is that the number one worst thing
1: It is the number one preventable worst thing that you can do because you're actually doing that to yourself. You know, um, that is absolutely preventable. You don't have to smoke. Smoking is terrible for you. Smoking has, or cigarettes have a lot of smoke. In addition to nicotine, which is the addictive uh, component of cigarettes, it has a lot of chemicals. They say about 600 chemicals that when you light them on, uh, when you light the cigarette and burns, the chemicals become what we call carcinogens which can lead to cancer. So not only does it cause cancer, it can cause all kinds of detrimental effects to every single organ system in your body, the heart. So smoking is bad for you all around. So if you don't smoke, don't start smoking. And if you do smoke, you should quit smoking. You should talk to your healthcare provider about ways that, that are available to help you quit smoking.
2: What about vaping? Because we see a lot of people vaping a lot of young kids thinking it's okay. Um, yeah. A lot of people using it as an alternative to smoking, thinking it's a healthier way.
1: Yes, vaping is a problem, especially now that they have these flavored vaping products, which, you know, they're targeting the youth. You know, they you know these tobacco companies want to get younger people addicted to nicotine now so they can have lifelong customers. Um, and these young people see that vaping is, you know, candy flavored and you know it's hard to think that candy can really be that bad for you Uh, but to the contrary vaping is just as dangerous as you know smoking cigarettes so don't be fooled by candy flavored uh, uh, vaping products or menthol flavored uh, vaping products they have the same risk of cardiovascular disease as just smoking a cigarette
2: you know i remember you know in school where menthol cigarettes were the thing and the girls would smoke the really long thin ones I don't know if they have those do they have them I don't know but that was like a thing oh the girls would you know have their menthols and you know the guys were like no I'm doing like the hardcore whatever brand and I'm not going to say the brand name because I want to promote them but you know (laughs) what I mean it it was that whole thing and and I always wondered you know those candy cigarettes remember those candy cigarettes you'd get as kids I mean do you think that was part of it like who who got paid off for that
1: right <laughs> you know? exactly exposing children at a young age to smoking and wanting them to get addicted it's just always a bad thing yes
2: not good not good so okay. no vaping okay what about a celebratory uh, you know cigar
1: <laughs> no
2: <laughs> <laughs> not even I one think-
1: yeah. No, I think smoking is just bad for you. I mean, especially if you, if you think you have an addictive personality, you don't want anything that you can potentially get addicted to. So I would say overall smoke, smoking is bad. Avoid it
2: at all. Okay. Costs. No. Okay. So we have attitude of gratitude. We're going to get our stress under control, but not through smoking and not through the cookies or the wine. That's but um, you talk about taking a one hour walk in the park. You know, Nancy and I love that because it does calm you down and you're getting some action
1: exercise yes I yes I encourage people to try to form to do some form of physical activities that they enjoy I know you and Nancy enjoy and I do too taking one hour walks in the national Mm -hmm. parks Um, I remember when we started that campaign I started every time I would go around or you know go anywhere I'd look for parks you know national parks close by and you're just amazed that to see that so many parks close by that you never even thought about until we started this campaign but um but yes uh exercise is good Uh, anything that causes your heart rate to increase just a little bit is is good for the heart so taking a one hour walk
2: is a great idea and gentle you know and and it doesn't have to be a national park if you don't have one your community park with Pathways. I mean, it's even if you're a mom, you could be pushing your baby in a stroller, right, and getting some right and getting gentle physical
1: activity. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't have to uh, kill yourself. The American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes uh, a week of moderate physical activity. That's two and a half hours. That's not. We can do that. Yes, you can start there, but you should definitely try to increase your physical capacity level as time goes on. But definitely start slow and build up as you as you know as you get
0: stronger 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later 92% because of a bike
2: get okay your blood pressure we were touching on that and you said to check your blood pressure so is that something you do at the doctors do you go to the pharmacy they have those big machine that weighing machine i ain't going on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we call high high blood pressure we call the silent killer because
1: you don't know you have it until something catastrophic happens usually people have no symptoms whatsoever and they're walking around with hypertension and then one day they have a stroke and that's how they find out that they have uh Hypertension. So I, d- I recommend that you check your blood pressure. You know, you can do it, it's up to you. You can, you know, have it done when you go for your regular doctor's appointments. You can do it, you know, go to CVS or one of those pharmacy and just get one done. But it, when you are identified Ooh. as having high blood pressure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or when you have the diagnosis of hyper pressure, it's very important for you to have a blood pressure kit at your house. This way you can monitor your blood pressure on a regular basis and work with your physician uh, to try to bring that down.
2: Okay. So how do you know, say you have one right in your house. And because I know a lot of people are like, I ain't going out, not, you know, maybe, you know, they're staying at home still, or, you know, want to do it at home. What should you be looking as a positive and what's a negative?
1: So the American Heart Association came up with some recent guidelines. To determine what normal blood pressure is, Uh, they lowered the standards. So, um, a lot more people have the diagnosis of of high blood pressure than before. So, what's considered normal now, according to the American Heart Association, is anything that's less than 120 uh, over, over 80, 70 to 80. That's considered absolutely normal. That's what we should aim for. If it's higher than that in the 130s, you should really start implementing some lifestyle changes. Uh, to bring that down anything higher than that in the 140s you get started on you should be started on medications right away
2: Ooh, so you can reverse that if you're on medication now if you put your life yeah i know everyone's different right Um, yeah yeah you can you can definitely bring your blood pressure
1: down if you maintain a a heart health uh life a healthy lifestyle and you can even bring it down to the point where you don't need medications anymore Um, but Mm. you know That can be tough because it's something that you're going to have to sustain. And if you know that you can't sustain that lifestyle, then you you may be better off taking medications. But
2: if you feel you can sustain that lifestyle, then keep at it
1: and come off the medications.
2: Okay, that's good. Now, what about, I know we've talked about diabetes before too, because I've watched friends had reverse diabetes and had to reverse blood pressure and they've, just went full, like it kind of went hand in hand with their lifestyle change that they were able to not be in the bad zone with diabetes, which meant their heart was doing better.
1: Absolutely. Again, diabetes is another one of those illnesses where you have absolutely no symptoms until something happens. Uh, So it's important to make sure when to go to your regular doctors, regularly scheduled doctor's appointment, and they will check you for this with, you know, routine labs.
2: Um, and Hmm. so it's
1: very important to make sure you're getting your blood work done and you're getting checked for diabetes.
2: So should you do that? Like once a year, like, yeah, once or twice a year, um, to get checked. Twice? Exactly. (laughs) 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 A year! (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, every six months, go to the dentist, go to the doctor, be be adults. Okay. Okay. So you'd say check for diabetes, check your blood pressure. You also put on there check for cholesterol. So what are we looking at? Because I always want to bring this up that there's good and bad cholesterol. And so like the bacon that we may have or may not have had for breakfast was not in the good cholesterol category.
1: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> so yes, there's such a thing as a good cholesterol
1: and the bad cholesterol. So the HDL is considered, is called the good cholesterol and the LDL is the bad cholesterol. It's it's called, it's bad cholesterol because It is what deposits in the arteries of your heart and causes the plaque buildup and formation or formation and buildup. And the HDL- So it's like your teeth.
2: Like if you don't brush your teeth, you're going to get like tartar and you're going to- Tartar and it
1: clogs. Exactly. That's exactly what it does. It clogs up the arteries and that's what the LDL does. And the HDL cleans that up. So it's a good cholesterol because it kind of cleans that up to uh,
2: maintain- It's the drano.
1: Yeah, Exactly exactly
2: so <laughs> i could see this now okay you know forget forget the other part of you know it is actually like clogging the drain with yes. bacon grease and yes avocado will not clog your drain no
1: right exactly the kitchen sink exactly. okay exactly.
2: so so when you look at someone can you see like the grease like literally like the the tartar like i say the grease but can you see that build up in there and then like
1: I can't see it with my eyes, but we, we can do tests, a test called a cardiac cath, catheterization. And sometimes you can see, uh, or a CT scan, actually, that's the more recent things that you can do. A CT scan can show it to you, uh, show you that you have you know plaque already building up in the arteries of your heart.
2: Wow. Wow. That's a trip, Dr. Jackie. So then do you just like suck it out? Like No. you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking with people with like an ear infection, and some people get stuff like you know their wax sucked out. So like, <laughs> so leading a healthy
1: lifestyle, and if your cholesterol is high, taking cholesterol medication can help um, reverse or just keep the plaque stable. Uh, you want the plaque stable because when it gets when you when it builds up too much and clogs up that artery, as you could, as you as as you referenced a clogged uh, sink, you're not going to be able to get blood through that artery, and your heart will not get the oxygen it needs, and then you, your heart then you suffer a heart attack. Um, so, um, leading a healthy lifestyle prevents you know the plaque from building up to the point where it completely obstructs the artery, um, and sometimes the cholesterol medications can help reverse some of that. So. Yeah, so it's all about your diet. You'd be amazed. I don't want at-
2: that now. Like now that we're talking all that, it's like now that I just see like bacon fat in my. Like, yes, well, that's exactly what. I it don't is. think that's I ever want to eat is. bacon again now. Like I'm totally. Yeah, that's
1: because when you eat it, that's what it does. It just goes and just clogs up your arteries. Ew. It just forms- yeah. <laughs> exactly. <I'm>
2: just- <laughs> well, well, no, but I mean, it's kind of true. If We look, you know, I think sometimes we have to visually see what yes. we're doing to our body. Like, you know, if we didn't have the little COVID, little Christmas ornament looking virus ball thing that it is, you know, (laughs) that was part of the COVID. People didn't believe it was there because you couldn't see the particles. You can't see
1: it, exactly.
2: But you have the little, you know, the little, whatever it is, the cell thing, um, you know, whatever that little diagram is, you know, it, it at least gives you a visual thing of what's going in you. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm visual. So maybe some other people aren't and maybe I've grossed everybody else now, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's important. So cholesterol. So when you go to the doctor, they take, they check your cholesterol.
1: They check your cholesterol and they'll be able to tell you the breakdown of your total cholesterol, as well as your LDL cholesterol and your HDL cholesterol.
2: Mm. I remember. Yeah. So that's where you have to be careful with eggs too. Eggs are good for you, but if you have too many, right? Yes. The egg yolks. In particular, oh, the has
1: a lot of cholesterol. Yes.
2: Well, I don't want to eat an egg without the yolk. <laughs> the same. You can have egg whites. You can have an egg white omelet. Okay. And feta, and feta cheese, cheese and not big. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to we're going back to that Mediterranean diet. That's okay. right. That's I like right. that. So <laughs> the other part, this is interesting. You talk about okay, yoga, meditation. We've kind of touched on all of that, but the other part you put in there, travel and getting together and laughing with friends that you, so let's, I want to know about this travel, because I know you love travel. Yes,
1: yes, it's one Um, of my favorite, oh, go ahead.
2: No, no, go. I I get so
1: excited about travel, I just always want to talk about, it's just one of my favorite pastimes, one, I absolutely love to do it, Um, I love, you know, traveling, seeing the world, experiencing cultures, different cultures, trying out different foods, and You know, and all of that. So for me, that brings me such great joy and such Mm -hmm. relaxation. Um, So I put down travel because that makes me happy. But I think everyone individually needs to figure out what it is that puts them in their happy space, that makes them less stressed out, that they look forward to doing. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to have a life that you enjoy, you know, having friends, family, traveling, you know, you have to enjoy life because that really helps you. Um, helps you know helps give you a good outlook on life and it helps you stay on your heart healthy path Hmm. so I pick travel because that's what it does for me and I encourage everybody yeah and I encourage everybody to figure out what it is that puts you in that happy place that makes you just love life that makes you excited gives you something to, to look forward
2: to and you do it take take the time out to do that makes you do different things and challenges yourself you know you travel does you know there's yeah. i think there's a lot of health benefits mm-hmm. to it it's sometimes hard like with what nancy and i do to do a you know complete heart healthy lifestyle when you're yes, on the road when
1: you're on the road exactly but you know
2: what i did for a snack today a tangerine dr jackie oh
1: see? that's good that's good see so it's all about th- being mindful and conscious mm-hmm. of that when make that choice that, yes when you know better, you do better, is what we say. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And and <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the travel, when you're doing something that you really enjoy, your gratitude list is easy. And normally, when you're doing something you enjoy, your energy goes up, and so you're yes. able to do more pushups or walking steps or whatever right. it is.
1: Right, exactly. I find I Agree with that. If yes.
2: if you're having a good time, you'll hike the you'll hike longer than you even thought that you could do. Right. You know. So I and friends, that. I think. Friends are important, and I think that's something people really kind of missed during the lockdown period,
1: mm-hmm. and I think
2: that was, you know, Zoom is great. It's great because we can see you, you know, yeah. but it's not ever going to be the same as, like, as, being yeah. in person, you know, and yes. I think that kind of hurt people, but I think your list is a good reminder to us all to kind of, we can get back on track. Yes. And yes. some of us not... really are on track and doing well, and I look <laughs> to you <laughs> to keep <get> me inspired. <laughs> But thank you again, Doctor Jackie. I know you're working on your next book, and we'll be talking about cholesterol with that, right? (laughs) That's correct. Talk about diet. That's correct.
1: Talk about
2: all the good stuff we can eat. Uh, But everyone, again, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. That's the website to go to and get Doctor Jackie's book because you know what? It's a really easy book to read, and you have people's stories in there, which really helps to identify. You know, and understand the different things, especially when it comes to someone having a heart attack. Um, before you go, tell us tell us all how to identify when a woman is having a heart attack. So,
1: first we start with the classic signs and symptoms of a heart attack, which is, you know, we talk about the left-sided chest pressure, um, the shortness of breath, or or moving down your left arm or up your jaw. We know that women don't necessarily have these symptoms, we say about 40% of women can have a heart attack without uh, having any chest pain and they present with non classic symptoms, they can have symptoms as vague as just shortness of breath not feeling quite right, so I just encourage uh, all women if you're having symptoms and you have risk factors for heart disease, like if you have a history of di- hypertension, diabetes, cholesterol, or if you have a family history of heart disease, and if you have any of these symptoms, um, like shortness of breath, just not feeling quite right, not being able to articulate what's going on, you should seek medical attention right away mm. and let them make sure you're not having a heart attack instead of you deciding not to get help and you actually are having a heart attack.
2: Yeah, and I think I, I wonder, that's why it goes back to when we first talked about with COVID, how many people were, you know i'm not going you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah putting off the decision to go which ends up being detrimental for
2: mm-hmm. that. yeah it's been a it's been a wild and hard road especially for healthcare workers like yourself so thank you yes. for all you do and all the nurses and everybody that works in the medical field you guys rock and it's so hard what you're doing really to keep to keep a chin up and keep positive you know you're talking yes. about gratitude and positivity we've heard so many stories of just healthcare workers just having a really hard time. So, you know what? Thank a nurse, thank a doctor, thank a janitor that works in the hospital, the pharmacist, Absolutely. be kind to Absolutely. the pharmacist. He may give you the right drugs. No kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> None of those fake, you know, candy cigarettes. None of that. <laughs> then they used to sell them in pharmacies. Go figure. Yes. <laughs> Think about that. It's crazy. Crazy. Just it crazy. is. Well, thank you so much. Dr. Jackie, again, is on every third Wednesday here on Big Blend Radio. So keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thanks, Dr. Jackie. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. You too. 92%